नमस्ते वेलकम टू एंड्रॉइड पॉडकास्ट आई एम अनुपम सिंह एंड आई एम विवेक सिंह वी टॉक अबाउट व्हाट्स न्यू इन एंड्रॉइड बेस्ट प्रैक्टिसेस एंड हाउ टू बी अ बेटर एंड्रॉइड डेवलपर वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट आफ्टर दिस ऑसम नाम टुडे वी हैव वन ऑफ आवर देसी मुंडा विनय गाबा हु स्टार्टेड हिज जर्नी फ्रॉम आवर आवर इकोनॉमिक कैपिटल ऑफ इंडिया मुंबई ही वर्कड he did his engineering from there uh, he went to work for deloitte for a year and a half he moved around to hyderabad and and came back to mumbai for some reason he didn't like mumbai he he thought ki acha uh, let's go out and see what the world has to offer and and if you to uh, let's say due to very very a country that nobody goes to actually which is america he went there for his master Uh, from from an unknown university almost uh, there is something called as columbia and something i don't know people know about it don't worry about it it's not good, good as iit don't worry about it then he flew around with with some of the unknown companies i guess there is something called as snapchat it, it it's like the trimmed down version of snapdeal per se and there is another uh, one something called as airbnb which is also almost a trimmed down version of let's say make metro uh, as you might have guessed i'm almost kidding So we have Vinay. Vinay has been on a stellar rockstar journey uh, from India to America, going to in, into the top product-based companies around the world, and we are lucky to have him. And uh, thank you, Vinay, for joining us after two and fro for six months almost. And it's very good to have you. Thank you for that super sarcastic uh, intro, Anupam. Uh, it is my honor and my pleasure to be here and uh, chat with you all. Thank you for having me. Ha, so uh, we sense the sarcasm in honor and pleasure also when you mentioned it. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that was intended. Cool. Uh-huh. So, thanks for tuning in, Vinay. Uh, so today, what we'll do, Vinay, is uh, we norm- as you have ventured into various companies and uh, through throughout the years, and you have been in Android for almost a decade now. so what we'll do is uh, we would especially like to know your journey through android how you have been how you have traveled how android has per se traveled through you uh, in your work uh, along uh, in the last decade that sounds great uh, and i will reiterate that android has uh, played a pretty massive role in my life uh, and and I'll, i'll talk in depth as we uh, proceed with the conversation um so let me know when and where i should get started and i'd be happy to dive in yeah so when i uh, i would really like to know how did you get started on android so when did you first use android and then maybe you can tell us how did you go on to developing on it sure so my journey with android uh, started in a very serendipitous way um and so i was doing my engineering in mumbai from a engineering college called thadumal shani engineering college and like most students there i was lost as well uh, so i was in my second year uh, barely uh, escaped through the first year uh, surprisingly enough i passed in uh, most subject except for java which is uh, pretty funny given how important java is to android uh, and i had to repeat that year so uh, most people would know that you get kts so i did get a kt in java funny enough uh, and i think the problem was that uh, what they were teaching me wasn't as practical and so they would ask me to draw these stars in a for loop in different patterns and that's what our exams asked us and i did not enjoy that uh, and so that never appealed to me and i, I feel that that sort of uh, made me not enjoy it as much and so what most engineering kids especially in india do is that you have all these engineering competitions like tech fest as they call it 
and so someone tells you most likely your seniors that uh, you need to participate in all this so that you get these certificates and these certificates will help you later on yeah. uh for anyone who's still in college it's a myth don't waste time in doing that do it for do it for fun like absolutely do it for fun just because like it's part of college life but it doesn't really help you uh anyway i didn't know that back then and so what i was doing was for a college festival i was one of the organizers um for one of the events so my job was to maintain that event make sure that it's happening correctly if there are any technical difficulties help it help, help students and uh, the presenter who we had invited and so this topic uh, was actually android development itself so it was a workshop on android and uh, we had scheduled it for a saturday and given that it was a saturday and people randomly sign up but don't show up that's exactly what happened so we waited about an hour and this guy had traveled almost 2 hours to take this session uh, and i think he was a microsoft uh, sorry not microsoft a google student ambassador uh, or or something of that nature like he was working through google some program most likely uh, must have been um, probably a google developer event but i have a feeling it wasn't that because this is way before that so this, i'm talking 2011 and i don't remember what programs they had then uh anyway so back to uh, this event we waited for an hour an hour and a half and no one showed up uh, and most likely because it was a saturday and so this guy was obviously very sad because uh, even he was doing it for some incentives so he's like i'm here all the way i've traveled to us all the way from dumbivli uh why don't i just take the session anyway and you be the audience and i'll just do it and go and i'll do my job i get that check mark you get that check mark win win Uh, and so I said, yeah, like I, I obviously felt bad for him as well. So I said, let's do it, and I will listen to what you have to say and hopefully learn a few things. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And so that's what he did. So he took that session for about an hour, hour and a half, taught me basics, most likely what is an activity, uh, and how, like, what what the basic components are. At least that's my guess of what he would have covered in that limited time. and for the first time i could see uh, something practically like i i could see a screen there was still the drag drop interface at that point um, in in the xml layout editor and so that felt very interesting to me and uh, so what i did was this was on a saturday i i went home and i spent saturday and sunday uh, focused on this and i decided to make an app specifically i decided to create a scientific calculator app and so what this app did was something very basic like it did not have a lot of functionality very basic ui i probably googled scientific calculator and whatever screenshots i saw i tried to emulate that in an app and it did not take me time it probably has 20 buttons on the screen uh, very basic functionality and i was confident enough and honestly stupid is the right word i was stupid enough to think that i should charge for it and i did charge for it so i published it on the app store uh and even that needed hacks at that time because in india like they had not set up google play and so i had to figure out uh, like you had to create some uh, credit cards via either paypal or something and then set up the account make like this is way back right like none of the infra existed uh, and even the setup was actually painful but because i did that in a workshop like i was able to uh, set it up the first time at least and i checked a week later after launching the app and i noticed that uh, i had made 66 dollars and i was blown away like that was more money than like two months worth of pocket money for me and 
like i was really blown away because i didn't think this was possible because this was not an app that deserved to make any money in reality and i know that for a fact but the fact that i could do this over a weekend in very limited time knowing very basic java and honestly i did not even enjoy programming uh, i had done it in school by the way so i had done uh, some very basic html and flash and css but it's not really programming per se uh, and so i struggled through my first year of engineering and here i was making uh, some money that could sustain me and i could become independent and that was all that was needed to fuel that ambition and fire and that has continued for the last 10 years and i the reason i remember the amount was because it really had a profound impact uh, to me at least and i feel that uh, that is the kind of impact that a lot of people have that um, come into engineering like you realize that you can you don't need a lot one more thing that i think could have been different and i just attributed to android being open is that i did not have a macbook and so even if i did want to do ios development it just wasn't possible because i couldn't afford a macbook and so the fact that whichever device i had android enabled me to do development on that like that basically changed the trajectory of my life in a lot of ways um, and and that is why i love android so much that it enables people to sustain their lives change their families upgrade the lives of their families and do things that they want to and reach a billion people that's just not possible uh with anything else in the world or at least i feel very passionately about what i do uh and it's part of the reason why i've continued doing for this long and i haven't been bored yet um but that was basically how it's all started and then we can maybe dive into how it continued but that was uh, the first Another. instance of me doing android thanks for sharing the tipping point per se of your life uh surely in malcolm glad's way Uh, words that was tipping point for you. Let's say your life would have been very different, uh, else uh, except if you haven't seen those sixty-six dollars coming in. Thanks for sharing that story, Vinay. Uh, so let let let's go a little technical, as you said. Um, so what what was next? What was next? You were in still in college. You st- you just built your scientific app, and you, and you learned okay, there is something called an XML. I can drag and drop. I can see the UI from Google. Uh, and and your journey currently being a tech lead to airbnb let's cover that um, there would have been various steps Let, let's go back to 2011 only uh, what were you working in in android in 2011 yeah so like this was my first foray into android and i also wanted to briefly touch on the state of the world then for people who did not start back then and i'm sure some of your uh, audience hasn't started in 2011 so i think it'll be interesting for them Uh, so there was we need to talk about the audience i i didn't know about android in 2011 okay great so uh back in 2011 there was no android studio and so we did all our development in eclipse which used to be one of the most popular ids back then and i think intellij um, has uh, eaten their lunch over the years because uh, eclipse used to be great but i think uh, there was a lot of friction when it came to android development and so even the setup i remember i i used to face a lot of trouble even after setting it up once so any time i updated something things would just randomly stop working uh, there was very little uh, documentation often and we used to have a separate plugin for android even the build system that we used was different so today what we use is gradle and uh, for people who are more adventurous they dabble with buck and bazel these days back then there was a system called ant which i 
believe it might still exist today but it's not a part of android anymore like i don't think anyone in the world today uses and 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 if you do i bow down to you uh, for even attempting to do that uh, and and so it android has come a long way since then but at that point uh, there was still a lot of friction uh, the amount of documentation available was limited if you got stuck a lot of times that was a barrier to entry like people would just get stuck and stop doing what they wanted to do because of all these barriers to entry and people who push through again like props to you all for pushing through like it did definitely took a lot of motivation to push through uh, some of those things because there were there were a lot of uh, barriers to entry at every step and um, even the documentation that you see today that google produces just did not exist uh, there was ab- absolutely uh, no opinionated guide so i'm sure a lot of people have read a guide to app architecture now this was after 8 or 7 years of complaints from all android developers asking google that please be opinionated because there are so many ways to do the same thing we would like a paved road way of doing things uh, and so my strategy was that now that i had tasted blood which was made some money uh, i got very motivated and so what i decided was that uh, you know what i'm going to start freelancing and i want to become financially independent and i don't want to depend on my parents for every small thing like i don't want pocket money because like i'm a grown up now i want to make sure that i can uh, uh, like live independently and i i don't say it in a negative way i don't be like yeah, i'm going to leave the house and you know go live somewhere else i just wanted to make sure that i can stand on my own two feet like that is something that uh, has always been important for me and and so what i started doing was that uh, there was this website which still exists today and still uh, a lot of people depend on it it's called freelancer and so i checked a bunch of uh, projects there and android was uh, still uh, picking up and a lot of people wanted uh, to build apps so either these were independent people or small companies or people who just had an idea and wanted to be on the app store to make a living off it or create their own companies and so i would see a lot of these posts on a daily basis and what i decided was that i'm going to use freelancer as a way to learn android and so for anyone listening i think what i personally uh, use as a uh, goal when i want to learn something new is that it has to be very focused so i i focus on projects instead of trying to learn topics and then whatever i need to build that project i just focus on those topics because let's say that you want to learn android there are so many things that you can learn that you'll get overwhelmed and you'll probably stop doing it as opposed to you saying that hey i want to build an app that shows you the current price of the stock that's a very focused set of requirements that you're trying to build and so that just helps you uh stay motivated and see uh, continuous iterations of that project and so you the odds of you completing that project are a lot higher when your approach is focused and i wanted that focused approach so what i said was let my clients give me that focused approach to learn i'll charge them half of what everyone else is charging them because one i don't have the skills today so it's fair for me to give them a huge discount it's a win win they are getting what they want because i was convinced i will make it happen like whatever it took even if i don't have to sleep it's fine i will make it happen at the same time i'm learning something new and i don't know everything right so there is a learning curve involved and i needed that motivation and getting that uh, payment at the end was my motivation and whatever your motivation is whatever drives you use that and there is no shame in that at least according to me and so at that point like financial independence was the motivation that i was chasing Uh, and I'm, again i'm still in college 
and and so i continued doing that and so what i would do is that uh, any time someone would pitch for a project i would charge them one fourth or half the price uh, and more often than not i would get a project and then i would spend the next few days working on that and making it happen and so some projects that i clearly remember i think one of my earliest projects was a, a qr code reader that someone wanted and i remember uh, dabbling with the i don't even remember how to pronounce it but it was zzing library uh, maybe it's pronounced differently uh, it uses ocr uh, like again like this is very new for me in 2011 i've just started doing engineering i'm in my second year and i'm working on these uh, fun apps for people and like this client was in the us and so effectively what i was doing was i was running a small business and this is a life skill right like no one will teach you your school will absolutely never teach you and i was doing this while i was uh, doing my engineering and i did this for about not about like i did this for the entire duration of my engineering so i was always working on some project or the other and i i think that uh, instilled a lot of very valuable skills that i learned along the way uh, and it also helped me grow my ambition of and i kept making goals and i started making bigger goals once i accomplished one set of goals uh, and it also helped me really learn android and get in the depths of it because like every project was different like i remember one of the clients was based out of israel uh, and he wanted an app um, that was trying to create a custom google maps of sorts i was using the google maps api for um essentially showing you locations based on user preferences and so the use case was that tel aviv which is i think the capital of israel um has areas which have a lot of difference in altitude and so pe- there is a biking culture there so people when i say biking i mean like cycle and google maps at that at, at least at, at that point would uh, show you the fastest route and what he wanted was that people should be able to enter um, their own altitude preference and based on the altitude preference we show you the route and so i had to create an algorithm that dependent on google maps api that did like broke the route into multiple divisions and then uh, looked at the elevation difference and based on that created route dynamically uh, and i was doing this like as a stupid college kid not knowing much about uh, anything in general but that that's the beauty of it right like people were willing to take a bet on me because i was undercharging them really uh, and i was using that as an opportunity to learn and again like it was basically when when and that is how uh, i tried to sustain myself through uh, engineering school this was also an inflection point for me uh, when it came to academics because i was learning so much that all the theoretic stuff that my professors were failing to teach me it all clicked i i scored more in my engineering than i did in my school like in my 9th and 10th i scored more than engineering i never so i was always been an average kid in school probably below average to be honest i was like top 3 top 4 in engineering school and that almost never happens because uh, people who come in engineering school like they're always toppers of their own uh, yeah school right and i'm flipping the whole narrative here and the only reason i was doing that is because i was enjoying it one and two i could always relate some concept to what i was doing on in the evenings and the weekends like there was always a one to one map like whether it's software development life cycle or networking or something like i would always relate it to okay this is what i was doing when i was building that app 
okay this is what is happening when uh, this two way handshake is happening this is basically the http async task call that i'm doing and those concepts started making so much sense that even in my engineering uh, exams i would write about android apps which is bonkers when i think about it now but somehow people who were judging my paper they seem to have liked it uh, and they they didn't ding me for it cuz like it was all practical stuff that i was writing even in the exams and like that also um, made me a better student somehow which which is odd because i was putting all my attention to freelancing like i wasn't paying attention in college and most likely bunking uh, most of the day uh, but when it came to uh, exams like it all clicked okay uh, you mentioned async task async task is almost the most used and i would say almost the most hated api in android uh, so how many memory leaks did you introduce in your freelance projects while you're developing them because of async task probably uh, tens of them and uh, if those people realize it they would want their money back <laughs> uh, so I'm, i have to think twice before accepting it but uh, yeah so uh, async task was one of the earliest apis to do anything uh, in the background and so there were a few problems associated with it that people had just accepted until something better comes along and so one of the problems like uh, anupam mentioned was that uh, memory leaks was a big were a big issue and it was very le- uh, easy to leak uh, uh, your activity that uh, you were running that task in and he- even like when you think about 2011 12 13 like the quality of android devices were not that great like the uh, devices then did not have a lot of memory they had very limited ram probably less than 512 kb uh, which is shocking when you think about how much we've progressed since then uh, because now your uh, smartphones are as uh, powerful as a laptop uh and i i think async task was eventually replaced by rx oh no so i'm i'm wrong here it was actually replaced by something called loaders that google tried to push for a bit and like i'm sure there are some google uh, io talks around it but it never really took off at the same time so around 2014 and again i'm uh, slightly accelerating uh, this conversation directly to 2014 uh, which is not uh, in parallel with what i was doing and we can come back to that later but what was happening then was that uh, loader wasn't really taking off but at the same time there was a very interesting library that was being developed and uh, that was also a, a very important contribution to the android ecosystem and the library i'm talking about is rx java uh, which basically changed the game for uh, so i i remember tweeting about this i think the contributions of rx java to android they are huge because rx java was the first library that taught us what streams are it taught us what reactive programming is and so for anyone who's using buzzwords like compose during their interviews mm. you can thank rx java for it because rx java is what introduced us to reactive programming uh, and when i say us i mean the android community uh, this concept did not exist until rx java uh, came around uh, and so like some more background here like rx java from what i remember and i might be wrong here so feel free to correct me it started the uh, as a project in .net i believe uh, and it was started by microsoft and it was very successful in that community and so once it started uh, getting a lot of momentum they created rx bindings for all different languages 
RX Java was one of them. There is also RX JS, and in fact, even RX Scotland did not take off as much. Uh, but RX Java was amazing. Uh, I remember Netflix pushing that and maintaining it for the longest time until it was handed over to uh, one of their current uh, maintainers. I believe his name is Arnold, um, who is currently maintaining maintaining it for many years. And I I do give a lot of credit to RX Java because. they made background tasks and background processing very easy and very intuitive and we are reaping its benefits even today not directly by using rx java but based on the principles it taught us so yeah that's the thing with uh, you know good libraries or good frameworks uh, they make something mundane much more enjoyable and easy for anyone to pick up on otherwise as you mentioned right uh, using with async tasks uh, if only our users knew not to go you know back and fro on the app you know <laughs> if only they would just go linearly we would not have that problem okay the memory is going to leak you just come on the app use it and go away don't please don't go back and forth and make the app lag in fact to this day i still feel that you know uber's current android app has a memory leak because every time i'm trying to book uh and i open the map i go ahead on the payments page and for whatever reason if i have to come back it starts lagging like hell so you know memory leak was a huge problem yeah so coming back uh, vinay uh um so you briefly touched upon uh, you know how you were freelancing so i'm assuming that the deloitte was a campus placement that you took uh like you know all of us here and uh, so what did you work on in deloitte i'm assuming they don't you know record your preferences when they are hiring freshies right so how did that go so deloitte also was a very interesting experience it was my first foray into um like big corporate life and like you mentioned it was part of campus placements uh which is very common for most people who are doing engineering uh in india specifically before i did the deloitte like we had to wait 6 months before i could join and uh i wanted to make good use of it so i squeezed in an internship after engineering and before i started working at deloitte uh and that also actually was a really fun experience uh and and the reason i say that is because it was by the way anyone who wants advice on jogard like this is what that guy was doing and so what he did was that uh, he was a iim ahmedabad grad i think who had worked at uh, png i believe proctor and gamble uh, and uh, re, uh, like rise through the ranks there and was taking the plunge to becoming an entrepreneur and he was also hustling so what he did was he hired five interns you were probably getting paid uh, i think 5 or 15000 rupees a month that's it uh and he had no product at all he had an idea and what he wanted was that over the next 3 months he wanted us to build the mvp so that he can use that mvp during his pitch meetings uh and raise money and hopefully get seed funding through that so he spent less than probably 50 60000 rupees and raised 60 lakhs over 3 months uh and this was basically what we interns were doing 
uh, and it was a really fun experience because all of us were focused on mobile and specifically android and this app was in the supply chain realm and so we are trying to make uh, a mobile app for people who work in stores so what khata uh, book is today we were working on a variant of that back in 2013 uh, and and like th- this shows uh, what difference timing can do khata book is probably a unicorn today by the way that startup is still around uh, and it does not do exactly what khata book does but it was basically inventory management for small business small to medium businesses uh, so similar wasn't really related to payments but you're focusing on the same set of people uh, the audience was the same and and the interface was the same and so while we were still doing the internship uh, and i i don't think that guy is going to listen to us so it's safe to say all this <laughs> like we were all very ambitious of okay? uh, the five of us and uh, i i'd always been the motivator in the group and i would keep telling uh, everyone that hey we should be doing a startup man like sh- startup is the shit like this is what we need to do and so we figured out a hustle while our internship is going on and so uh, his office was in ra colony so it's like uh, a very foresty area like we would commute one one and a half hours every day one way to reach the office and we would stay till back obviously because we were trying to get this mvp out and so one one and a half months in we figured that uh, you know what we should be building an app while we are here like, we have to do it because we have that itch to do it and so during the internship we were working on two apps at the same time uh the first one was the mvp the, <laughs> the second one was the app that we wanted to launch uh and and make some money off it and we were just going to divide it among us uh and and that also was very interesting because we we hustled our way through it and we figured out a way to make sure that we could do justice to the internship that we were doing while making progress on the app and so we would often stay back till very late to work on the side project by the way like i'm not saying that we were doing it uh, like in the middle of the day uh, that's not what we were doing but the conversations would often come up and we would stay late in the night to get this app that we wanted to get out and like the, we were in like 100% hustle mode and uh, eventually we ended up launching this app and even this app ended up getting around from what i remember at least 150000 downloads uh, in in about 2 3 months and then we just forgot about it because uh, it was a free app we were making money through ads uh, it was called guess the song bollywood uh, where we would play snippets of songs and you had to guess the name of the song so it was uh, almost like a logo quiz sort of an app where like a quiz app essentially uh a fun project uh, the app wasn't as useful obviously and that is why we we weren't uh, thinking of it as a company or anything because there was no uh, no legs to stand on but we just wanted to ship something in which we did and coming back to deloitte uh, sorry i digressed there a bit because I, i i got nostalgic and i started thinking about what we were doing no worries no worries uh, uh, when when uh, when it came to android so that again that was also a fun experience uh coming back to deloitte i first moved to hyderabad for a few months uh, so the first 5 to 6 months i was in hyderabad and like you mentioned they don't take your preferences into account but i made it very clear that uh, mobile is what i love doing and i would seek out those opportunities and so unfortunately my answer to most things were okay i will do it on the side uh 
and which is not very healthy looking back but it's something that i do till today i struggle to say no and things that i want to do weekends and nights are my best friend uh, and so i i squeeze time on the side to do it and i was doing that even at deloitte so i was primarily working on salesforce which i do not enjoy at all because it felt that because i wanted to code like i i really wanted to write proper code and salesforce is a level higher uh, so it almost felt like a cheat code and it wasn't pushing me enough and it wasn't as interesting for me but for whatever time i spent at deloitte which was about one year four months i uh, figured out a way to work on mobile on the side so there were often initiatives that needed someone to work on mobile and there were not a lot of people around who wanted to do that anyway and so those opportunities automatically would just come to me and after a couple months like people knew that okay he's the mobile guy any manager who needed that knew that they would needed to come to me uh, and and so that's basically what i did uh, to continue working on either android i also remember working on a project on the side that uh, leverage phone gap which mm-hmm. i believe is probably not even around anymore or maybe it is like i've not uh, paid no, close attention to i don't think so it's around it was html based if i remember correctly yeah and and so i hated it but the fact that uh, i was still working on mobile and exploring all these different things and getting the opportunity to do that i i enjoyed that um, and and so 8 to 9 months in it was very clear that uh, i needed to do something more and i had no plans about going for my masters to be honest because it always felt unattainable and very expensive and so i wasn't the kid that was going to put uh, pressure on my parents because uh, it almost made me, the thought of it made me feel guilty and uh, maybe this is an indian thing but we like my family was one of those people that would basically be like hey we are not people who take loans uh, i don't know where that stems from Uh, but maybe that was also at the back of my head because like loans were unheard of like we live below our means but we want to take loans yeah uh, and that's the idea essentially that why do we need it but my parents were very supportive they were whatever it took they would support me and which, which was amazing that uh, they've always been willing to bet on me and i've uh, taken that uh, trust very seriously anyway so what i figured was that uh, while i was still figuring out what i do next a lot of my friends were um, planning on doing their masters and so what i said to myself was that let's at least give the gre and if i get a very good school i'll go if not it's not meant to be and so this is what i did i gave my gre i got a decent score it wasn't extraordinary by any means like a lot of people do way better than i did um and i only applied to the top 10 schools and so that was my goal that cracking one of them or not going at all and figuring out something else um long story short only one school responded um and that was columbia university and that's all i needed often you need one you don't need 10 um and that ended up working out for me and that was what i was going to do next there were still some open questions uh, around how will i make it happen and how will i make it work not related to android so maybe it doesn't make sense to touch those uh, but that is what my next move was uh, columbia is a university based in new york um, it was a great school and so i decided to go ahead and uh, make that move uh, 
that's nice um while you were moving let's say from let's say upgrading from per se indian education to let's say ivy league education there was a subtle change in android also in 2013 14 if you remember correctly uh, our tooling changed a lot uh, and as google came up with android studio would you like to share that experience um and also the, 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 as you said we finally had a defined architecture what architecture were you following in your apps um let, let's test that uh, especially in 2013 14 phase for you yeah so 2013 was uh, a milestone year when it came to the android community and like you mentioned one of the big announcements that year was that uh, google announced android studio so they did this in partnership with jetbrains uh, which is a company I absolutely love because they have executed everything they've started doing uh, flawlessly. And we can take a lot of inspiration from how they operate. And also the fact that it's a company that is not in like the traditional Silicon Valley uh, sort of a company that are known to be executors. Uh, like there are a lot of companies that do exceedingly well outside and JetBrains is a gold standard example of that. Uh, in fact, a lot of Indian companies do that now as well. Uh, and I, I would put them in the same bracket, but like, I love JetBrains for everything they've shipped. Uh, and just to reiterate what all they've shipped over the years. So Android Studio, IntelliJ, uh, I believe PyCharm is also by IntelliJ. Uh, they have a really, really good uh, C++ IDE called C Lion or C Ash Lion, something like that. I've never used it, but I remember seeing it on their site. Uh, Kotlin for all you Android lovers, again, coming from JetBrains. They're working on Compose Desktop, which is interesting, and probably more things that they'll launch in the future and make your life better. And so the interesting part about Android Studio was that it's based off uh, IntelliJ itself. And so they took the same foundation, which is also very interesting because they've tried to make sure that the base layer in all their IDs is identical which is again, a very good uh, engineering practice for anyone who's trying to build a platform company. Like, again, this is a very good example that you want to lay the right foundation so that you can easily make multiple products with minor changes. And often they rely on the plugin based extension based system to add these extra functionalities. And I'm sure, like, I don't know the exact details about how Android Studio works, but I'm sure a lot of it is based on like these additional plugins that you can add to the base layer itself. With, with some more uh, changes on top of it, I'm sure, over like almost eight years now. Um, so that was a very interesting change because what that also introduced most likely from what I remember is Gradle. And so for the first time, we had an opinionated uh, IDE that was completely uh, self-sufficient. So it did not have all the friction that I previously discussed where you had to install a separate plugin. We were using an AND system the uh, IDE was something that wasn't meant purely for Android. Like by having Android Studio, all that friction just went away. Like you had to download only Android Studio and that was it. Like it took care of having all the um, extra plugins that were needed pre-installed. Uh, you did not have to worry about um, your build system because now there was a build system dedicated for um, doing Android development. And in my experience, it worked better than uh, the Ant system did. And so it was less buggy because I believe other um, frameworks were already using Gradle. Then like Gradle wasn't new. Like it was just Android adding support for Gradle. 
uh, which which also was a really good sign that it was something that was already battle tested uh and and so i i think that significantly accelerated the people coming into android i feel because it made it easier to get started which was often painful before that the other thing that was happening that was interesting in the android ecosystem was that people were starting to think about topics like architecture and testing there were conversations even before that but i also started taking it uh, super seriously around then because there were more and more uh, there was more and more content being created around these topics and so one more interesting development in 2013 was that uh, google announced an open sourced espresso which is still around and still works pretty well most companies use it it's a framework that allows you to write ui tests uh, or end to end tests for android apps and so this was essentially google doubling down on their commitment to make sure that uh, you can test your apps one of the main reasons we needed this was because anything that is android is hard to test and you cannot simply unit test it and so they needed to create a layer that allowed you to easily test in a android environment also test things that your users see and so espresso enables you to do that because you can um, essentially ask the test to swipe through screens click on like views all of that so that that's all what you can do with espresso um, and again this was very interesting because uh, there was no conversation about uh, ui testing before this and so google had been working on this for uh, a couple of years um, i think valera who's also very popular in the android community is one of the people who created that i've um, uh, had the privilege of speaking to him a couple times super smart guy uh, and so he worked on uh, a framework like espresso and uh, brought it and introduced it to the android community uh, the other side to this was architecture and the most uh, popular architecture at the time and i'm talking around 2013 2014 was still the mvp which is the model view presenter and people who started in the last 3 4 years probably have not experienced mvp because uh, google started being opinionated in the last 3 4 years and mvp was not what they were recommending they weren't saying don't use it but their recommendation wasn't mvp and so by default uh, the default choice became something else which we'll jump to later on and so what mvp did was um, it did one thing well which is before mvp activities were uh, having all the business logic and so everything that is recommended today in engineering we weren't using that as a community like we were not uh, focused on single responsibility principle we were making sure that everything was cramped up in the activity and the activity took two roles of the view and the controller uh, and so there was no decoupling at all and it wasn't ideal uh, because there's no decoupling there's no pure java uh, classes at all and that means that you cannot easily unit test it which again is a problem and so what mvp did was that it brought in some uh, decoupling and what we often would do is that all our business logic would move to the presenter the view would be the activity itself and any model class that you needed uh, which you can easily add and the way we would do this is that the presenter would hold a reference to the view itself so when you are initializing the presenter we would pass in a reference to the activity that's initializing it often we would have an interface 
that the activity would uh, implement and then that interface was being passed to that presenter now this isn't the worst thing but there's a problem the presenter which is what we primarily would want to test uh, and that is what we would test in an mvp architecture had a reference to the view and what that means is that it knew about the existence of a view and that's not ideal because we don't want other classes to know about other things because ultimately that's an implementation detail right so you, that's not really decoupling if it knows about the existence so even though the intention was decoupling it was implicit uh, decoupling or rather it just gave you the illusion that you've decoupled when in reality that did not really happen uh and and so the community continued to use mvp but after reaching a certain scale they started feeling some pain points uh primarily around uh, being able to not test it as well as what we imagined initially uh, but that was the state of the world back in 2014 uh, so mvp architecture we started embracing android studio gradle came in which was the new build system uh, which has worked all right for now uh and may i feel that this comment might not age well because there's a lot of conversation around bazel that is uh, catching a lot of momentum these days so who knows what we see in the 3 or 5 years but for now gradle is uh, the default choice for most people cool um so so, uh, so you started your journey you learn you hustled through eclipse now you are happy that you have a dedicated an id Uh, and you have already cracked the code of let's say okay i'll take care of it on weekends and and my nights and build your various mvps of yours <laughs> minimal viable products and sell them per se and now you have also made a big choice of let's say jumping to america uh, let's start with something simple what what was the biggest culture shock for you uh, as a person and secondly what was the biggest culture shock for you as a professional uh, when you jump to let's say the silicon the valley or for your college specifically so like firstly new york was uh, very similar to mumbai like i always described uh, new york as a cleaner mumbai uh, and and there are a lot of similarities i i, I think the biggest difference is that uh, people are very cheery uh, which you're not used to like people will randomly uh, wish you in the morning as soon as they see you even if they don't know you uh it wasn't really a culture shock but it, it it's just those uh, small differences that uh, i noticed right away uh and and you learn to embrace it right like do as the romans do when in rome like whatever that cliche quote is um and and so i was just trying to embrace that and through my time in colombia i think uh, android again played a very important role and i want to touch on that briefly because i'm sure like there are some people who are probably thinking about hey like masters like what can i do and they're probably android developers and so that's why i want to share this uh, and so i had spoken that uh, spoken about how i wanted to figure out a way to hustle my way through my masters figure out a way to do it uh, independently and that is something that i pride myself on like i've always wanted to be independent and and so what i did was um uh, there are teaching assistantships that are available and i leveraged my android background even there so my cold emails would talk about like how i'm passionate about android i've been doing it on the side i run this small freelance business 
uh, I work with a bunch of clients. These are the projects that I've done. Will you be willing to take a shot on me and uh, give me that teaching assistantship? I'm just about to start my first semester. And so getting a teaching assistantship in the first semester isn't as common, especially because there are so many students who are already there. And there are so many students who are doing their bachelor's. Uh, so they already have a rapport with the professors there. And so often getting it in the first semester is slightly tricky. But I was fortunate enough to use whatever I had been doing uh, to crack and get that teaching assistantship, which was extremely important. And I'll get to why. Uh, but, but that uh, first teaching assistantship really uh, helped me and set the road forward as far as being independent at Columbia goes, because these assistantships come with a stipend, but a very small stipend. So it was barely paying my rent. Like it wasn't even paying my fees at all uh, in college. I could only sustain myself for the rent. But what was interesting there was that, um, so Columbia had this program called MSTA, which is they give you a scholarship for uh, being a good teaching assistant. And what that scholarship gives you is that they pay for your semester in which you get this uh, award in. And so the way Columbia course was structured was that it was covered over three semesters and uh, the breakup is four, four, two. So four courses in the first semester, four in the second and two in the last semester. And so what that meant was that if I get this teaching assistantship in my, uh, by the way, in order to get the teaching assist, uh, this award for being a good teaching assistant, you have to be a teaching assistant first, only then can you be a good assistant. And so if I didn't get it in the first semester and got it in the second semester, I would only get this award in the third semester, if at all. And that meant that uh, only 20% of my fees would be covered because like I mentioned, the course breakup was 442. So I really, really wanted it in the first semester so that I can get the award in the second semester so that I can pay 40% of my fees through the scholarship. Uh, because like I said, 442 is what I want. So everything had to like happen in that order uh, and this was my plan. And I learned about it after I landed in the US. The, uh, by any chance, you, you belong to our famous uh, Bania community, community from India. I, I'm not. I'm not from the community. I'm Sindhi. Uh, uh, but, you're, you're, but, close, you're uh, close. You're close. Sindhis are close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it had to happen in that order uh, for things to work out for me. Uh, and thankfully, like I thank my stars that that's the order it happened in. And so first semester, I got the teaching assistantship um, and I leveraged my Android background completely. Like this was the only thing I wrote about when I was writing emails to my professor. And again, this goes to show that no matter what you do, if you've invested time in something, it somehow figures out a way to reward you later on. Even though you don't see it immediately, in hindsight, you'll be able to connect those dots. Um, and... So after the second semester, like what people typically do is that the first summer for their master's, like they're trying to do an internship. And so one very important criteria that I've uh, enforced on myself is that I only want to work for companies uh, that I am a heavy user of. And so I tend to work for product companies, one and two, only products that I personally use. And so what I was also doing through those teaching assistantships and like um, even after you get the award, your workload increases. So instead of one teaching assistant, now you have to do two. And that's part of the reason why they're giving you that uh, scholarship and taking care of your fees for the second, like for that entire semester, which is a 
fairly significant amount like it's a life changing amount at least for me at that point like i was very grateful that uh, um it somehow worked out for me anyway so i was also uh, interviewing and uh, again like android came to my rescue uh, like always like it always has and probably always will uh, and and so i chose to focus there so what a lot of uh, engineers or students do is that uh, they will interview as a generalist which is not a bad thing right like there is nothing wrong in that and i don't have a strong opinion about what you should do but i can only uh, speak from my experience i've doubled down on my area of expertise and i always use my area of expertise uh, because that has the highest that, that is the highest leverage thing i could do and leverage is the most important thing in any conversation whether it's when you are interviewing whether you are trying to do anything in life leverage is key um, at, at least that's what i think and so i would leverage that and again like i'm throwing random things uh, feel free to edit it out if it doesn't make sense <laughs> uh it's your journey we're going to keep it as it awesome so what what i would do is that uh, we have career fairs when you are uh, looking for internships during your masters and so i would install the apps that i've built and during those career fairs what most students are doing is that they're handing their resumes uh and so i had my resumes with me like everyone else but i would have those apps installed and i would start talking to all these recruiters there and like people from the companies who also come for these career fairs and i would give them my app to play with it and i'll walk them through the app uh and this is what i was doing i was saying that hey like android is my bread and butter this is what i love doing this is the work that i've done this is some of the most interesting apps that i worked on and this is what i'm working on now um by the way i had also done a couple things before that uh, so right before i left for the us i had actually uh delved into open source for the first time and so i had open sourced a library called credit card view which did fairly well for someone who was doing it for the first time because i had no experience with open source before 2014 uh 2014 was the first time i had actually done something related to open source um and so for people who wonder like how do you do that uh, or like how can i make contributions to open source like i always felt awkward to just randomly contribute which now that that i have some projects i know and i would encourage you to do it it's completely fine to just send me a pull request if anything i would love to see that it does not happen often enough uh but at that point i was uh, not as confident and i felt that maybe i shouldn't be doing that and so apple pay had just come out and so during the presentation what they had done was uh, they had this beautiful app that showed the credit card that you had and the interface that you saw on the app was beautiful it replicated a real actual credit card but in the app and all the android apps that had a credit card in them they would have a text field in it like a ugly text field using uh hello or halo whatever that design system used to be called uh in android like i don't remember how it was pronounced uh, but anyway hopefully you all uh, remember that uh, design system that used to exist on uh, galaxy nexus uh which was i think the flagship device at that point and and so i found this pain point or at least i felt it was a pain point uh that i felt more people would or more developers would benefit from and so i created a library that essentially allowed you to create a credit card in your app and i made it configurable and added some functionalities 
um such as you could completely customize the background of the card uh, you could have some um, checks in place when you are typing the credit card number i would use regex to automatically detect which type of card it is and automatically show you so you as a developer don't have to do it this library has done it for you uh, and again this was a great experience because you learn about like how artifacts are hosted on uh, nexus uh like what it takes to ship a library what people expect from you like you get feature requests i also got a lot of uh, useful contributions to the library over the years um and so i would basically take this library um uh, and use the sample app of this library and take this to the courier fair and show people this and this was a really really great way to have a very high conversion uh to uh, the applications that i was doing uh in in getting an internship so i i would get calls from every single company i applied to and this is part of the reason uh, and for anyone who's just about to go maybe you would find this useful uh and again like your question about what is uh, culturally different like i think this is one of the things that was different uh, there is a lot of emphasis on um uh, practical work and uh, evidence of work that you've done i i think that uh, india is also doing exactly that now and like all the product companies even in india today do that eight years earlier seven years earlier that wasn't necessarily the case uh, and so that was a difference where i realized the value of showing my work and not relying on the college i'm going to because that does not hold a lot of weight uh, in reality because we don't even have placements right like you have to um, figure out a way to reach out to people on your own like no one is going to be waiting for you Uh, and so this is what i was doing to try to stand out because again like you're competing with probably some of the smartest people there and like i i always felt lucky to even be there because i had never been a good student in my life at all like not once in my life i probably barely passed kg because uh, my my parents were very easy on me like they had no expectations from me at all uh, and i feel that if i told them that i want to join a circus they would probably allow me Uh, which which was really nice because this was an opt-in choice for me to do, and that is part of the reason where the passion comes from because I wasn't uh, shoved into, into this. Yeah, I wasn't forced into it, which is super nice and almost a privilege. Uh, and so through this internship exercise, uh, I got a few offers and I ended up uh, at Spotify. And so I was a very passionate user of Spotify, and I really wanted to work there. to a point where i used to use spotify in india in 2010 when there was absolutely no uh, existence of spotify remotely close to india like i so the only way you could use spotify is by using a vpn tunnel and so what i would do is that i had a uh, i figured out a free vpn uh, software or something from what i remember I think it was called tunnel bear at that time uh, or something like that Uh, I don't know if it was tunnel bear because I know it's still around. Maybe it was something else. But essentially, I would tunnel into the US in order to be able to use Spotify to listen to music. Uh, that is how much I liked the product that early because they were fairly early then. And so, when that opportunity presented itself, um, that okay, I can potentially work for this company. Like I knew I wanted to be there. Uh, and so I joined Spotify as an Android engineer on their. Uh, uh, monetization team and so what the team did was uh, focused on upselling products i'm saying products upselling their free users to convert to premium users 
that's what the team focused on like they can uh, focus on the conversion uh, fund and my um, job for that internship was to create a tool that allowed us to uh, test all these upsells in all the various languages that spotify supported and so the way they were testing it currently like the localization was manual like there was a manual qa test that was doing it and so what we wanted to do was automate some of this process and it was an open ended question uh, what i ended up building by the end of the internship was a tender like experience where all the different localizations would show up as like a stack of cards and the manual tester would just swipe left or right uh, based on whether they thought it's uh, like the localization is correct or not and if it's looking fine or not and all of this was being stored in some backend server which i also worked on during the internship and then they could get a, a report card essentially of what the current state is and so what was typically taking a week to test like could be tested in an hour uh, and that was essentially what my project was for that internship uh, and i'm very sure that you might have worked on other interesting projects just uh, just for the sake of let's say giving our listeners uh, let's say some break in your journey because now you have transitioned from a little boy who was in mumbai Uh, maybe uh, sorry the dirty new york uh, per se you was in dirty new york and have had a, some some sense of glitz and glamour of mumbai to new york uh, and has let's say moved on from let's say somebody who was just interested in to joining one of the premier product companies of the world um, it was a very really nice journey and you also covered what you went through as a professional also through various hacks through your through your keen eye to let's say to gauge okay what is actually needed and how it helped you professionally be it your calendar be it your card view library or the the, the first internship that you have done and you build a let's say small apps and you were able to show them so it gives us a good insight into how you are uh, as a small teenager also uh, very mature in your approach uh, very sindhi in your approach to what is beneficial and what is not beneficial Uh, so that was very good to hear vinay um, what we'll do is we'll break our conversation into two parts uh, we'll cover your journey uh, from your initial days to the point that you are spotify um, and we'll cover the rest of your professional detail in in purely in android terms and your work in our upcoming episode sounds wonderful uh, it was great chatting with you all cool vinay Th- thanks for giving us a very small maybe sneak peek in your professional journey um and that, that's about it i guess uh, thanks for tuning in vinay cheers cheers